Hello, everybody. This is Tyler McGirt with the Gospel Perspective Podcast, and I'm here with my co-hosts Uriah Crawford and Hector Calderon, and we're excited to bring you the last episode of Season 1. Yes, this is Episode 8, and we're going to discuss in this episode the topic of repentance from a grace-based perspective, from the Gospel Perspective, and we hope you enjoy it, and we're going to start it right now. You are listening to the Gospel Perspective Podcast, a media ministry focusing on the new covenant and the message of the grace of God through faith in Jesus plus nothing. You can find more of our resources on thegospelperspective.com. Thanks for listening. Repentance, the concept of repentance, you know, it's it's a cultural, we have a cultural concept of repentance. When Jesus first said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, it means something totally different than what we say now when we mean repent. When we say repent now, we're reminded, I mean, the first thing that pops up into people's heads, Americans' heads, 2021 is probably a street preacher saying repent or turn or burn or something like that, you know? And I remember, that's another story, uh, Tyler, where you used to go out and with the signs. Did you ever go out there with me? No. I no? never went oh, out there. Oh, no. man. Dude, that wasn't my had, thing. I, I, I just, it wasn't my thing, but I had to. <laughs> uh, it was only a few people that did it, but they had these gnarly signs, man. It's like, repent, you know, or turn from your sins, or you were burned in hell and stuff like, dude. And it was, and it was this. They they called it the what street preaching ministry or something like that. The street yes. preaching ministry. I think even after I left, like that, I don't think I was able ever able to get rid of that. I think even after I left, it was still there. You know, or is it yep. still there when you guys? <laughs> yep. Yep. Really? It, it's not. It's not going on now. Okay. So so essentially, you know, uh, pastor just let it die on its own. Like he didn't promote it, didn't talk about it. He didn't condemn it or anything of that nature. Didn't say don't do it. He just didn't promote it. So, you know, eventually they just got tired of doing it. You know, no recognition, you know, and uh, I don't know if it was COVID or, you know, some winter, but uh, yeah, it died off. Like I am like I, I tried not to promote it or anything, but like somebody would always promote it. You know, somebody would always, <laughs> this Saturday, you know, we're going to be out in the corner, you know, with our signs. That That is just horrible. So, you know, when you think of repentance, that's what people think nowadays. So when people say, you know, repentance is necessary for salvation, I don't know. I, I don't know what they mean by that, you know? I mean, I think they're meaning like stop sinning or regret your sin or ask for forgiveness. I mean, what do you guys think that people, because I, I that just doesn't understand, I mean, I don't understand that you have to regret your sin or say you will never do it again or actually not never do it again. What does repent mean when people say you have to repent? Well, I think the probably the the best known idea or the best known example, you know, in the Bible is is when when John the Baptist was, you know, preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Bible says uh, 
He said, repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Um, so you, you get the kind of picture of, of John the Baptist going around telling people to repent. And, and that's not just in Matthew. That's, that's in other places also where John the Baptist is, is telling people to repent. And uh, the, reasoning for, the reason for the repentance is for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, I'll be honest, I, I don't completely understand. <laughs> I I don't know the the reasoning. I, I don't know how that correlates to today. That this is a tough one because I man, like everybody has a different definition. You know, you talk to five different people, you're gonna get five different definitions of repentance. The reason is different is just because the cultural concept of it now. You know, if you go back to the original you know, if you go back into the Hebrew and Aramaic and um, you know. Um, that the Bible was written in, you see that this word, it, it simply means a change of mind. You know, it, 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 it's re- repentance. It's, is a common, it was a common word and it is something common and natural that happens to us every day. We change our mind about things every day. You know, repentance is to, ha- um, is to turn your mind, is to change your mind, is to change your, your view, to have a thought change, perspective change, is your, to change your worldview. That's, that's what, um, you know, yesterday I thought I was wearing a black shirt. I come to find out in the afternoon it wasn't a black shirt. It was a, a dark blue shirt. You know, I, I was repented. I'm like, oh man, it wasn't, I guess it wasn't. I changed my mind about it. Furthermore, the definition is, you know, is a um, it's a change of mind that causes uh, a change in direction that will cause a change of direction. But that's because of your change mind of that change concept. So most of us um, or most people correlate repentance with changing your direction. But that's not really an accurate definition of repentance. The accurate definition of repentance is changing your mind. And that change of mind causes a change in direction. So it's a so it's a it's a little um, uh, difference than just a, a change in direction. I think people think that you know, repentance is you turn away from your sin. I mean, I don't know about that. I think it could cause you to turn away from your sin, but that's not what repentance is. There's there's a bunch of different examples in the Bible. You know, in the the Old Testament, the Bible says that God did not lead. Uh, the children of Israel through the land of the Philistines, through the land of these warriors. And, and the reasoning was, the Bible says, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. So they're going to change their mind about leaving Egypt and 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 say, you know what, Egypt was a good thing. You, you see later that um, that Moses is speaking to God and, and says, turn from thy fierce wrath and repent of this evil against thy people. So here you've got Moses asking God to repent, and he's obviously God is not sinning, but Moses is asking God, God, I know you're upset with these people because of their sin, but I'm I'm asking you to change your mind from doing harm against his people. So over and over, you see repentance in the Old Testament, but it is simply a changing of mind. It's actually something you experience. And I think that's the difference between just saying change your mind as opposed to repentance. It is a biblical word. And, and I think that it is a doctrine, um, but it's not what we make it out to be because of the con uh, of the of the culture that we live in. You know, it totally has has blurred those those lines. Because, yeah, and I could see that 
For sure. Um, there, like I said, there's five different, you talk to five different people, you're going to get five different results of what they think repentance is. Um, it's just, it's interesting to me that, you know, when people talk about repentance, it's something that you do on purpose rather than something that happens to you. When we see that the gospel perspective is everything about the gospel is something that happens to you after one moment of just agreeing with God. Exactly. You know, but I want to first go to like, because I, I, like I, like I said before, I hear repentance and I hear people's definitions and I hear what they say. And, and in my mind is like, okay, stop sinning or turn away from that sin. Okay. Or sin in general. Okay. So don't you sin? So are you saved? You know, have you repented of your sin? You know, it's like, or how much repentance do you need to go to heaven or how much repentance do you need for salvation? So all those questions pop into me when, with people's definition of, of repentance, you know, but yeah, repentance is just simply a change of your mind, you know, a change of, of, uh, a perspective. And that, that causes, that's automatically causes a change of, um, uh, of direction, um, and there's nobody that changes your mind more because people are like, oh, you don't preach enough repentance. You need to preach repentance. There's nothing that changes your mind more than Jesus. <laughs> you know, Jesus will change your worldview. Jesus will turn your mind. Jesus will, will change your, your, your thoughts. He will change your perspective. So, I mean, I would say we don't need, I mean, if you put it in the, in the biblical context, yes, we need to preach repentance, but now in 2021, I would say what we need is not more preaching on repentance. What we need is more preaching on Jesus because Jesus will cause repentance. Repentance is not something that, you know, we do to ourselves. Repentance is happens when truth and the light is exposed to us and we receive it and we look at it. It was like, wow, I never seen it that way before. I, and I don't know you guys. I, I mean, I've gotten that feeling, you know, when um, I really was convinced that something, you know, it, it could have been, it could be a shirt, you know, it was a certain color and I was convinced and I was telling people, Hey, this is the way it is. This is, this is the color of my shirt. And they come to find out later. It's like, it's not, you know, that sinking feeling, you know, that like, you feel like, Oh man, I was wrong. But, but yeah, that's, that's the truth. You know, that is repentance. That's experience repentance right there. So, mm-hmm. I think I feel like everybody would profit from knowing this. Can I ask you guys what your understanding of repentance was before you came to a perspective of the gospel? Sure. Okay. So I, I suppose there's two things. One, it, just a general idea of turning from sin. Just stop sinning. You are going to well, well and and in truth, repentance and forgiveness, it, it almost seemed beforehand to go hand in hand. Um that you can't be forgiven until you repent or turn from your sins, which which is, of course, a problem, because then what happens if you sin again? Does that mean that you need to be forgiven again? And that becomes a problem because Bible says that after the sacrifice or after the death of Christ, there is no more forgiveness of sins. So I, I guess it kind of presents a problem if I if that is true. Of course, it's not. But um and here's the other question for that. Here's the other question with that, Uriah, is like, if you sin again, if you do that same sin again, did you really, were you really repentant? Um, so, so that was, I guess that was the idea beforehand is that, well, just that we have to continually repent and hand in hand ask for forgiveness. It revolves around the gospel. Mark 1, 14 is 
in fact, I think where everybody ought to get their idea of repentance, because Jesus, number one, it's chronologically his first sermon. He goes into Galilee preaching. What is he preaching? He's preaching, change your mind and change your belief. Believe the gospel. Stop law. Start Jesus, right? And so he's preparing them for the new. He's preparing them for the new. And then he says, the kingdom of God is at hand. Now, I think I've heard a lot of people say repentance is tied into your relationship with the kingdom of God, right? Like that's that's a whole different subject for a whole different day. But I mean, I kind of wanted to throw this in there as just like a caveat of repentance because it's important that you understand that the kingdom of God is not some supernatural thing that we're involved in that that's like a big um, superstructure of something Jesus tried to uh, establish on this earth. Yes and no. The kingdom of God is... Jesus. It's not meat and drink. It's not what you do and don't do. It's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. Romans 14, 17. So when we see repentance, because the kingdom of God is at hand, he was saying, repent, believe the gospel so that you can enjoy righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And he was announcing the arrival of that kingdom. He was And the arrival of that kingdom was himself. Like you, you, you said it better. And yeah, we won't get into that. That's a completely different subject. But yeah, he was basically saying, repent because I'm here. Now you could experience joy and righteousness and peace because I'm here. You know, I mean, it's a boss move. <laughs> he just comes on the scene. He's yeah. like, all right, everybody change your mind. No more law is about to be righteousness free for everybody. But see, look how he presents it. He presents it with I mean, and I hate to use this word, but like it's it's a positive message. It's not a message of condemnation. It's not turn or burn. It's not repent or you go to hell. When he the message of repentance is being preached is God loves you. Uh, I'm going to die for you. You know, righteousness, peace. You know, in the Holy. I mean, it's 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 a message of of um, I hate to say positivity, but it's it's a good message. It's a the gospel is good news. And it goes with this because when we when we refer to preaching repentance in 2021, hell is included somehow or a way or another. You know, you have to repent or you'll go to hell. You have to repent or you're going to pay for your sins. You have to repent or else. The biblical way of preaching repentance is not using or manipulating people with consequences or hell. I'll prove it to you. Romans 2, 4. How? How? How do you get people to repent or how do you, how does repentance come about or how can you experience repentance? The Bible is clear. Yeah. So Romans 2, 4 says, or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. The goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Wow. <laughs> not the wrath of God, not the judgment of God, not, you know, none of that. It says the goodness of God leadeth to repentance. That's amazing. Yeah. You start thinking about Jesus, you might just repent. You start thinking about the gospel. Yeah, you might just repent. And you may even do it on accident. It says that he it leads you to repentance. Is that that was like not the whole message. Repentance wasn't the whole message there. It was the gospel. It was the goodness of God. That's pretty awesome. Wow. 
That That's so interesting. Like when you start looking at any scripture and I, I've got a bunch pulled up where I'm looking at repentance, because, you know, there's there's always a part of me that's that's like, nah, well, what about this verse? And, and what about that verse? And I'm looking at them all. So like, for instance, I'm looking at Acts 238 and Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And instantly our mind kind of goes to see there's there's sin. But repent isn't talking about sin. It's talking about Jesus Christ. So Peter's saying, turn from whatever you were doing, whatever you were believing in, and believe in Jesus. And then it says, Jesus is the remission of sins. So the way to turn from your sins, or rather to be forgiven, remission and being forgiveness uh, of sins, is is Christ. So can we can we talk about that? Because like I feel like a, a repentance for a lot of people is turn from your sins. And I know we've already touched on that, but that has much heavier implications than what we're letting on, right? Like when, when you say you got to repent of all your sins, people say that and they mean it. And they say, you know, there are preachers out there that will tell you, oh, you, you want to uh, have the favor of God on your life, but well, you need to repent of all your sins. You need to clean up your life. You need to put in a bunch of human effort into this repentance thing. Like, you know, what is that? Like, how, how can we add the gospel to that? Because that's clearly not what the gospel says. It's Jesus that does the remission of my sin, you know? I mean, it's his blood is not us. So that, yeah, that's definitely false. That that's just a cultural thing that, you know, we have taken that word repentance to mean. And it's not, it's more simple than, than you think. Now, it is the goodness of God that produces a repentance. When I look at his love, man, when I look at his forgiveness. When I look at him, what he has done for me and my new identity and, you know, what he has given me, oh my goodness, I changed my mind about God. And and that changes my mind about um, my sin. That changes my mind about my, my moral view. You know, <clears throat> I always thought this, that Christians should be the most repented people upon the face of the earth, meaning that Christians should always constantly, I'm constantly repenting on things. I'm constantly changing as I see things through the lens and of the gospel perspective, I, as I see it from a different perspective that through the lens of, of, of Jesus, I'm constantly changing my, my worldview. I'm constantly changing. Oh man. Yeah. The spirit is leading me now. I never saw it like that before. So when you focus on repentance instead of the gospel, what does that produce? I mean, I know for me, it has always produced more guilt, more shame, more like, oh man, I didn't do well over here, but now I got to work even harder to repent of that. And it's just one more thing on the pile. The issue is the focus. Um, so you're focusing on sin, you're focusing on guilt rather than the one that, the, rather, rather than the one that takes away that sin and rather than the one that takes away the guilt. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's like, it, it's beating myself up for something that no longer is. If, if it, it's, Really, it's 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 the belief that Christ did not really forgive me of my sins, that that he's not good enough to forgive me of my future sins. And 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 I want to clarify when like repentance can talk about sin, but the idea of repentance is is a turning of turning of your mind and actions away from something. So like in the Bible, Christ did talk about, you know, if 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 someone, you know, trespasses, has a trespass against you and he repents forgive him. And then, you know, and he says, well, what if he sends seven times seven or seven times a day? 
And, and then Christ says, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm telling you if, if, if he's, if he's repentant, forgive him. Um, so if he's turning from that thing, if he's, if he's no longer doing it, if he says, you know what, I recognize what I'm doing and I'm not going to do that anymore, forgive him. So repentance can talk about sin and, and repenting from sin, turning from sin is important. Nowhere in the Bible does, does the Bible say that we are supposed to just continue in sin. Um, God says, you know, what then, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin continue any longer therein? Nowhere in the Bible does this, does it say that we're supposed to just keep sinning? No, we're supposed to always turn away from sin. How many times? Every time, every time that you sin, you're supposed to turn away. Um, repentance is important. Turning from sin is important, but it's, it's just not tied to forgiveness because forgiveness is all about Christ. Um, Christ is the one that has taken away the sins of the world. That's what John, John the Baptist was, was preaching and saying, behold, the lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. The sins are gone. John's focus wasn't their sin. He, He wasn't going around screaming you and your sins. He was going around proclaiming, this is Jesus. I'm not even worthy to unlatch his sandals. This is Jesus, the lamb of God, the the lamb that's able to take away, not just the sins for a nation or, or for a year. This is the one that takes away the sins of the world for, for all of time, for all mankind, for, for even me, for even you, John, John was proclaiming Jesus. His, his focus wasn't sin. His focus was Jesus. The answer to every problem is Jesus. The solution is Jesus. What about this thing that I struggle with, whether it's pride, whether it's anger, whether it's the way that I treat my family, whether it's lust or pornography, whether it's lying, whether it's stealing, what is, how do I get over that? It's, it's not a program. It's not, you know, anything that, that we can read or do. The answer is always Jesus. You put it perfectly. I like, and, and I hadn't heard it like that before. And I think you're spot on Uriah about, yes, we're, we're constantly turning from sin because we know we're not supposed to do that. But as far as for forgiveness of our sins, meaning as far as salvation, that's not the type of repentance. That's not, doesn't go along with the scripture. The Bible talks about when repentance, especially for salvation, is talking repenting from the way you take care of your sin or, or repenting to the gospel, to Jesus, you know? And that's, that, that, I mean, well said. Repentance is not tied to forgiveness. Forgiveness is is tied to blood. Forgiveness is about blood. The only way to be forgiven is not repentance. It's it's blood. Yeah, and we covered that in a recent episode when we we're talking about the blood. It's it's just important that I think we realize that, like you know, some people would say, okay, so I understand what repentance is. I understand that sin. You know, I'm not supposed to do that. And but like, all right, so what do I do now? Right. Like, okay, the gospel, I get, I get it. The gospel. Right. But what do I do? But I think it is important to note that I do think there has to be repentance, um, not necessarily for the forgiveness of our sin, but for salvation, because you have to change your mind and believe that you have to believe that it's the forgiveness because of Jesus. You know, you have to have that change of mind. And that's what I see in the Bible, having that change of mind to Jesus. That's what I mean when I say change to Jesus, because See, and, and then that's, that's different. That's different because that, that categorizes repentance in a different bracket. Because before, when you say repentance, it's more of an action. It's more of a, what do I have to do? 
you know, but repentance is more of how I respond to the truth. You know, that change of mind when you're exposed, Jesus is God, man, I never knew that that's repentance, you know? Um, yeah. It's something that you're more or less possessing rather than trying to um, re- continually do right. Like you, you possess repentance. Like that is, that is what you have is basically what you are. It's, it's something that has changed. It's something that your mind has been renewed. You know, you, you have a new heart you have, you know, and like all of that happened to you and now it is happening to you without your effort, right? Like without your human involvement. And okay, here's, here's the thing that I think kind of exemplifies that right there. The Old Testament, it would say, you know, all have gone astray. There is no one that seeks after God. And that, that was written by the Jews. You know, the Jews wrote, there is none that seeketh after God. They've all gone astray. They're all unprofitable. Everybody, like everybody's included in that. Okay, but now we have people who are seeking after God. What is that? That's a change of mind. You know, somehow your mind changed to where all of a sudden your heart now has a desire for Jesus. And what put that in there? It wasn't you. You you couldn't change your heart enough to want God. It was God coming inside of you. It was God inserting the spirit and joining himself to you saying, I am, I am in you and I am with you and I am through you and, and you want me now and I am here. That's not what they had under the old. And, and I kind of like, that's where repentance goes like hand in hand with your new identity. It's like, that's who you are now. You are someone who wants to repent from sin. You're not happy in it. And you were talking about renewing your mind. Romans 6, you know, Paul is like, hey, you guys didn't know that you're dead to sin. You guys didn't know that you you have a new identity. Didn't you know that Jesus has changed you completely and that, you know, all of these things you keep trying to do, Jesus is doing them through you. You're dead to sin. You're alive to God. Those are the things that we are to constantly be repented of because the world, our flesh and the devil tells us otherwise. They tell they make us forget that we are forgiven. They make us forget our identity. I think that's why church is important because, you know, well, a church where you go and get reminded of the gospel and reminded of who you are and reminded of Jesus and how he has forgiven you and how he loves you. I think that is important because, you know, I think that's the purpose of church. I think that's the purpose of, of getting together. That's the purpose of communion, the Lord's Supper. Do this in remembrance of me because we forget we forget and we have the world constantly telling us and pulling us and telling us otherwise, you know, um, that we're not forgiven, that make sure your sin will find you out. You know, that, that's that's what that, that's not the voice of Jesus. You know, it's and you were reminding me because you were saying how it's something given to us. I, th- I think it's something given to us, something we possess, something we experience. The word repentance, if you look at it in the original um, language, it's synonymous with blessing. You know, it's synonymous with blessing. It's a blessing. Repentance is not something you do necessarily. Repentance is something you receive, something that you experience. It's a blessing from God. What about somebody would hear what we're saying and then they would be like, "Mm, that sounds a lot like God's making the decision for you. You know what I'm saying? So, so like, 
you know, I've even there was some threads, you know, that me and I think all three of us were involved in um, where the some people were like, this sounds like Calvinism, you know, sounds like um, irresistible grace, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, that's that's not the message here. The message here is you made the choice. All I would say, all I would say about that is that our part is to respond. You know, we st- we we still have to respond. We have to believe it. We have to accept it. You know, yes, he's calling us. Yes, he's drawing us. Yes, he's pursuing us. Yes, he's after us. Yes, he's pouring his love upon us, his blessing, because it's the goodness of God that causes repentance. So he's being good to us. But at the end of the day, we have to respond and we have to decide. That's 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 how I I view it. So I see that in in what you're saying here and like one of the distinctions that we can draw between the old and the new, right? Because that's basically how the gospel changed everything was between the old covenant and the new covenant, right? Under the old, the people pursued God. Under the new, God pursues you. Jesus is coming after you. And that's not Calvinism. That's not irresistible grace. That's, you know, um, he's coming after you. That's you choosing him. So I think it's more more relating to um, like, um, what do we do now? You know, like if, if because we, all this season we've been talking about, OK, we're not supposed to ask for forgiveness because we're forgiven once and for all. We're not supposed to follow the law because that's old covenant. Now you're telling me you're not supposed to repent. You're taking everything I can do and everything I have ever done to feel close to God. And you, you told me in the episode that I don't have to please God. You know, I don't have to. There's nothing I can do to please God. That the only way that I am pleased in God is by receiving and believing in Jesus. I'm like, then what is there left for me to do? You know, what do I do now? I can't repent. I can't ask for forgiveness. I can't please God. I can't follow the law. What do I follow? What do I do? Identity is everything. Now that's what we live from. We live from who we are. We have a new mind. We have a new heart. And we have the spirit of God living inside of us. What more do we need? Do we need more law? Do we need more regulations? Do we need more standards? Do we what what else do we need? All we all we that we need is living right inside of us. So what do we do? We get to follow Jesus and living inside of us. So we, we get to, you know, let allow him to lead us, you know? And that looks different for, for everybody. That looks different for me than it does, you know, Tyler, than it does my neighbor. I mean, I can't tell you, Tyler, I can't tell anybody what God's will for their life is or what I think God is telling me for them to do. He knows God just as much as I know God. He has as much access to God as I have access to God and God can tell him himself. When somebody comes to me, it's like, God told me you should do this. I'm like, well, he hasn't told me. And I have the same spirit living inside of me that you do, supposedly. So, you know, I'm going to wait on that, <laughs> you know? So, you know, so mm-hmm. we can be ourselves. We can be ourselves. We can be ourselves um, because we have a new heart and we have a new mind. And uh, allow God to lead us. We have, um, uh, we, I mean, we have so many, every spiritual blessing we have. Um, so all, really all that's left to do <laughs> is worship. It's thank him for what he's done. Thank him for that forgiveness. Thank him for deliverance under the, from, from the law. Thank him for um, 
the repentance he has given us, you know, all there is to do as Christians, what are we supposed to do as Christians? Well, one of the main things we're supposed to do is worship Jesus for what he has done for us, for who he is. You know, that's, that's one of the main things. And uh, that's all that there's left to do. Gratitude and respond, respond. Let's respond to his love, you know, in our everyday, everyday life. Um, that's what Christianity is to me. It's, it's just responding to his love. So in every situation of my life, I look at his love and how he loves me and what he has done for me and how he has forgiven my sins. Okay, so now, according to that, I'm going to take this step and I'm going to respond. I'm going to talk to my wife. I'm going to try to treat my wife in a way that is according to the response of God's love for me and God's forgiveness for me and the identity that he has given to me. I'm going to treat my children, you know, like they, I have a two and a four-year-old and they drive me nuts sometimes and I lose it sometimes and I got to stop and say, okay, hold on, hold on. I'm going to respond or I'm going to act right now in response to God loves me, in response to I am forgiven, in the response of my new identity. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs>